they had kids together. Hey guys, Lexi here. Uh, so let me just start with, you gotta be careful who you meet online. I swear to you, um, there are some real creeps in the world. But with that being said, um, I do not knock online dating. I am pretty much for it. Um, I've been doing online dating for about 10 years and it seems like in recent times, it's easier to meet someone online than it is to meet someone in person because I swear to you in my life, it seems like everyone is like in a relationship or just going through some kind of transition in life. Um, so with that being said, I do not, I have not met any guys like in person. So um, I wanna talk about my most recent experience. Um, I was on Tinder. Um, I really don't use Tinder that much. Let me just say that. Uh, let me just say that, you know, I am one of those people that will download the app. I will, you know, like use it for a little bit, look through it, and then, you know, after a while, kind of forget that I even have it on my phone, and then I'll like get in, swipe through a few people, and then if no one really appeals to me or they don't message me, then I just pretty much delete it, so. Not really an active Tinder user, but um, this person was very active and he was messaging me and he seemed kind of cute. So I was like, okay, I'll see what's up. So let me get into the story. Um, but before we start that, um, if you guys do like this look, I'm not really like a hair person. I've never been like a hairstylist, but recently um i wanted to change it up i usually wear like a lot of lace front wigs um but i got this or I actually did it's like crochet and mind you i'm not really good at it so it's decent but um i got i'm gonna show you guys these it is bobby boss forever new crochet um i just got it at like this little um, beauty supply store that's uh, in my area so I got this and it was like about four packs of hair that I put in to my head and it's pretty full it's not heavy but anyways um so if you guys are interested yeah go ahead and pick this up so it's a really cute look so let me get into the story so tender 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 okay so anyways as I was saying um, so the guy, I'm going to say his name was Michael and Michael messaged me and, um, you know, he seemed pretty interested, you know, he was messaging me. He's like, Oh, you know, I want to come and see you. And like me, I'm always like, no, I got to get to know you first. But he was like a gentleman about the whole thing. So anyways, um, we started messaging back and forth. And then eventually, you know, he asked for my number. It took a few days, but eventually I gave it to him. And so then um, right off the back, he called me and then we started talking on the phone. And let me just say that in today's time, it seems like um, men picking up the phone and calling is just like taboo these days like it's just something that they don't want to do um 
I like the simple fact that, you know, he actually picked up the phone because a lot of guys or a lot of people these days, like they talk to multiple people and like you really don't build that connection or you don't really get to know them just by texting all the time. And for me, I like to like hear your voice and, you know, like hear your inflections like just hear everything like when I interact with you because like if we can hold a conversation over the phone to me that's a hint that okay we'll be able to just click and vibe in person so that's the reason why I like talking on the phone so him um you know just calling me off the back was definitely a plus um and so we got to get to know each other. Um, there were no red flags at the time when we did talk on the phone. Um, and we even also video chatted, we did FaceTime. So um, I was happy with what I saw, he was happy with what he saw. So it wasn't like some kind of surprise as to what we looked like or us, you know, lying or posting like old pictures of ourselves. like. Pretty much my pictures were current, he was current, so um, we were good. But anyways, um, the day of the date, um, I think it was like a Monday night, I left work, I get off at five, and I decided, we decided to go to main event. Um, he seemed pretty excited about the whole date. Um, he actually, uh asked his boss to leave early because i guess due to the job that he had he usually like worked a late shift but he was really excited about the date he was like for sure we were gonna click so he asked to leave his uh job early and um we met up around seven o'clock so i had to drive a little bit out just to get to the date it was about an hour out and you know that was no biggie for me and like i said we went to the main event um, I don't know if you guys know, but it's kind of like a Dave and Buster's. Um, I've, I had never really been into one. I only like walked into one like another date. But anyways, so we got there and you know, like the last thing he had texted me that day was, oh, I'm so excited to see you. And then after like around five something, I hadn't heard from him. So I headed out and I got there around seven something and, um, Alright, so when I got there, I texted him and I'm like, I'm here. And he was like, oh, you are? And so I was like, yeah. So then we went, um, he was like, okay, well, I'm inside. So I got on my car and I was walking in and I'm like, okay. Usually, I mean, like most guys will text and say that they're already there. Like they don't wait for me to text and say I'm there. But anyways, um, when I walked in, he was like sitting at these couches or whatever, um, like in the entrance or whatever so he got up instantly and he was like oh hey and I was like hi and so like we kind of like gave each other a hug and so um he's like so what do you want to do and I was like um it doesn't matter to me he was like well you want to sit down for a second and um grab a few drinks or something and I was like yeah that's fine and so like for me like I always just like to just actually talk and kind of you know just um build that familiarity that we built over the phone and then like just transfer that to um real life so uh we sat and we got drinks and um well actually i'm sorry i ordered a drink 
and um it was i think it was like a margarita or something because i always like try to keep it simple so i ordered a margarita and then um he decided and this is where like the red flag went in literally so anyway he was like he ordered himself a drink i forgot what he got and then he, i had mentioned that i like whiskey sours and so he ordered a whiskey sour now mind you um when the drinks they came i had like barely drank my margarita and so he was already ordering me another drink so i had to and he had one and i kind of feel like that was a red flag because i was like you know i don't i'm just only trying to get one drink i didn't need a second one and you know he felt like he needed to order me another drink um so anyway we were talking and you know like i said he seemed to be really vibing with me and so he started talking about oh you know like i want to take you out on a second date you know i'm really excited you know you're everything that i thought you were gonna be and blah 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 so while he was talking i was like oh are you gonna you know drink your drink and so he kind of like kept brushing it off and so i'm like okay well you know you already ordered me two drinks and you're not drinking so i kind of thought that was a little bit weird to me or it was like a red flag so um you know i was just joking i was like oh aren't you gonna drink and so he was like um actually um there's something i have to tell you and then i was like what do you have to tell me and so he was like well actually you know i meant to tell you over the phone but you know you were just being so cute and amazing i just couldn't tell you then but i wanted to tell you now and i'm like okay what is it and so he was like um actually see a few years ago um i had had a dui and you know some stuff happened and they hadn't like caught me and so but anyways now they just recently like put a breathalyzer on my car and so like you know i can't really drink because when i drink you know when i blow into the breathalyzer the car isn't gonna stop um the car is gonna stop and so you know i don't really want to drink and i mean i meant to tell you before and then i was like okay well why didn't you tell me and then i was like okay so you're not supposed to drink so i'm like why did you order a drink and he was like well you know i can drink a little bit but you know i just you know if that breathalyzer like catches that alcohol in my um, breath there's a chance that my car is not gonna start and i'm like okay i was like okay good to know and he's like hopefully that's not an issue you know and he was like oh by the way i also got a hotel room and stuff and i was like well why did you get a hotel room and he was like well you know just in case my car doesn't start you know i can take an uber to the hotel and you know it's not too far from here and so i was like yeah but i was like how far away do you live from here and he's like oh i only live 15 minutes and so i'm like okay so that's not far you know for you to head back home like why do you have to get a hotel room and he was like well you know i just got it and he was like you know you're free to come over if you want no biggie like you don't have to but you're free to come over to the hotel and i was like mm. i was like no and so we kept talking or whatever and so i was starting to feel like and eh, this is like really freaking shady 
And so then he kept like talking over and over and over again. He's like, so, you know, are you having a good time? I don't know if you want, um, you know, we can grab some pizza, some wings. We could take it back to the hotel room. And then I was like, um, no, I don't feel comfortable going back to the hotel room. He's like, okay, no worries, no worries. Um, you know, you don't have to, it's just, like I said, if I can't drive, I'm gonna have to, you know, get a Uber and then go back to the hotel room. And I'm like, okay. So I kind of just felt weird. And I had already like drank, mind you, I had already like drank a little bit of my drink before he actually started telling me about how he couldn't drink. And so I was a little like, I wasn't drunk, but I was like, like you can kind of feel a little bit. And so I was like, oh, let me go to the restroom. So then I went to the restroom and then like I was in a stall. I was like, mom, I called my mom. And I was like, I'm kind of in a situation. And she was like, what is it? Didn't you go out with that dude? And I was like, yeah. I was like, well, um, he's talking about, he has a breathalyzer on his car and you know, he's not able to drive. And he keeps talking about, um, getting an uber and going back to the hotel room and she was like well and i was like i don't know it just all seems kind of fishy to me and she's like well if you don't feel comfortable just tell him that you gotta go like don't feel bad about it and so i was like okay so um i had never really been in that situation where i've actually literally had to like abruptly leave a date but i was thinking about running like out the doors but I was like how am I gonna end this date so when I left out the bathroom um like you can visibly see the uh table and chair that we were sitting at when we had our drinks and our wings and stuff and like I was he wasn't sitting there and I was gonna dart out the door but then like he came from like a different I don't know if he was sitting somewhere else but as soon as I came out the bathroom he came up to me and he was like, so what do you want to do? And so I was like, eh, I don't know. I think I want to, you know. And then before I could really say anything, he was like, oh, well, let's go sit down for a second. I was like, okay, let's sit down and talk. So that's when we started sitting down and talking more. And then I was like, hey, um, what's your last name? Because I don't think I got your last name or anything like that. And then he was like, uh, Smith. And I was like, hmm, Michael Smith. I was like, okay. To me, I was like, that sounded very, very, very generic. And so I was like, I don't know, it just seemed kind of weird to me. And so he's like, well, what's your last name? And I was like, I didn't want to give him my last name at this point. I was like, um, yes. And then he was like, uh, is it this, is it this? And I was like, uh, no. And then he was, I was like, it's Irish. And so he was like, okay, McDonald. And I'm like, no. And so then I kind of like tried to change the subject. And then I was like, oh, like, do you have an ID or something? I don't know why I had to like look at his ID, but I've talked to people like before on dates. I remember I, I dated this guy and he told me he was like, um, his middle name was like the name of a like a uh, rock star or whatever and he had to prove it to me because guys love to prove themselves so he had to prove it to me pulled out his id 
Well, anyways, I asked this guy, I was like, oh, like, do you have an ID? And he was like, oh, actually, I don't have an ID. I actually lost it. And that's when I was like, okay, now you don't have an ID. He's like, actually, I don't have an ID. And then he was like, um, I do have my marijuana card, but I don't have an ID. And I was like, okay, this is really fishy. And so then after that, I was like, um... I have to go and so he was like why like what's wrong and I was like um you know I was like I just wanted to meet you and you know see how everything was and I was like now you're talking about going to a hotel room and he's like well you don't have to go to a hotel room with me I was just telling you and I was like I just need to go and he's like come on why he's like do you want to play games you know or we can do some other stuff like we don't have to go to the hotel room and then I was like mm, no it's okay and so I was like you know you're a nice guy but I don't want to lead you on and so I decided to leave and I felt you know like, I don't know I just felt like maybe I was overreacting but the way that everything um sounded it was just red flags like all over the place and I just didn't want to take that risk and I kept thinking like I could possibly like be on a date with like a freaking rapist or a serial killer and you know honestly I've had the experience of actually going on a date with a rapist and I won't get into that in this video but if that's something that you do want to hear about um, I'll be happy to share that experience but anyways um with him you know I was just like it just felt weird and that goes into um tips like if you go on a date with someone don't start talking about going to your house or going back to a hotel room and then don't tell people that you have a DUI you have a breathalyzer in your car like it's good to be honest but I just feel as though the way that the information was given and just thrown on me was definitely not something that you should do on a first date. And I mean, he probably, maybe he couldn't have been a creeper, but he came off as a creeper and I just did not want to take that risk. So, you know, I ended the date. And while I was like driving home, I was talking on the phone with my mom and like he sent me the a freaking text of like a map. And like a pinpoint and I was like that is just so weird and so um I think he got the hint he didn't try to contact me after that I didn't contact him of course um but that was just my situation with tender and like I said this is I usually don't really do online dating as much anymore but I have had years of experience um I thought that he was decent off the back because you know, he showed good signs of, you know, actually being interested, picking up the phone. Um, you know, he communicated with me daily. Um, and, you know, we had a lot of connection over the phone. Like, we had a lot to talk about. We shared a lot of interest. So, I thought that it would have been, you know, at least decent okay. But, you know, like I said, he came off, like, very, very, very creepy. So, that's just my... Um, situation with my tender date well one of them and that was just my most recent ones and you know for me it's just like you just have to be careful especially as a woman um you know to kind of do like a background check and just kind of um feel the person out 
um you know make sure that this person is who they are um especially like if you're a type of person who does decide to go home with someone that's not me that's not what i do and like i said i have been on a date with the rapist so you know just even knowing that i have had that situation um it's scary it's scary so anyways um if you guys enjoyed this story um if you want me to share any other story times if you want me to share the story about a rapist uh please comment um subscribe and like this video and i will um continue to bring more content to you guys so thank you guys for watching as you see it with rich people what do they usually do Right? What? They marry this young thing, right? When they make it, they do. Well, first of all, you see. I don't know if it's really about youth. Okay. I know it's about okay. beauty. Well, let me break it down. It's usually youth a and physical, beauty. A physical. But what usually happens, right? Appearance. When somebody makes money, right? They're usually with their high school sweetheart, right? And their high school sweetheart is. Somebody makes money, they're not usually with their high school sweetheart. Well, a lot of times they are. It starts out like it that. It starts out like that. And, and usually their high school sweetheart or their girlfriend is tough on the eyes, right? Wow. Some, some, I said sometimes. Wow. Sometimes. I'm not lying. Look, I'm being honest. And what do they usually do? They divorce. Right? Mm -hmm. Divorce and then. Try to upgrade about a physical. Right? And then they upgrade for like, what, five to 10 years until that person gets old. And then they, what did they do again? They upgrade again. To them, they happy. They are happy. I don't, I don't know that that means that they're happy. And this is the, the actually, you're just kind of proving my point. I think they so are thank happy. You. No, I appreciate I know, that. You said you don't think they're Who happy. Who is happy? Marrying and going through a divorce, and then marrying and going through a divorce, and doing it and see, going for a three-peat. This is the this is the thing. Where's you, the happiness? See, this is the thing that? what you don't understand. When a lot of rich people get a divorce, it's not that it's, for them. It's not that bad. Like if I'm losing half of your income, what? if you don't have a prenup, what's half of a billion? Uh, two now, billion dollars. What about what's half of five hundred million? Two no, no, still no, can't spend two hundred fifty million. Like five hundred million. And most of these people talk, have prenups, and you get nothing. Honey, let's be realistic. Um, I, I, for instance, like, can for instance, we talk about? Hold on. A second. I'm can we talk about income that's more realistic? Let, let's talk about. Uh, let's, I'm, 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 matter of fact, five hundred million. Let's say Michael Athletes Jordan. Athletes don't even have five hundred. Let's say Michael Jordan, right? Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. Married this new girl. Who plays on? What do you want? Michael Jordan. What do you want? It's the truth. When you marry your second wife, right? After your first one took half, they don't get nothing. You know why? Because it's a prenup. Because they there. Because nine times out of ten, they want to be there. They want to be there like this next to you with the jewelry on. But they want to be there like this on the private jet. But so they're when, expecting so when it's to over, be there for a lifetime. These women, when they get married, and in case that in case that might not be the case, they get pregnant. What these men do is they marry their first wife, right? The one their high school sweetheart. They lose half, and then every woman after that, there's a prenup. They don't get nothing after that. You think losing half was fun? You think losing half was the goal? See, this, this is the thing which you understand. Losing half when you're a millionaire is not fun. Right. Losing half when you're a thousandaire is not fun. Losing half if you're losing a half $10 when you, heir is when, not fun. When you are, I don't want to lose half of what I have. When you, period. Jeff Bezos lost half. You think he gives a fuck? He, his, wife took, his wife took $500,000, uh, $500 million. I think he, he has cares. another $500 million. I think he cares. You still can't spend $500 million until I you can. die. I can spend $500 million. There's not enough Birkins no. in this world. Listen, there's not uh, enough there homes. are, and there's homes. And there's, there's not there's all enough types of in things. this world when you're making that much money. He's making $100 million a year. $200 million a year. That's nothing. So you mean to tell me, realistically, you don't think that he felt losing half of his fortune? To his wife that raises kids, he make it. He makes it. He makes it every year. No. Okay. So, 
I disagree with you, and we can stick a pin in it. You can't tell me that the goal and the ideal of happiness. I'm gonna answer you in just one second. You just here. I don't want you to. Okay. Uh, My armpits started sweating. I know. Right? You can't tell me that the goal is to get married to get a divorce and then it's say, not. "Oh, I'll just bleep off." Half of my fortune. Yeah, but and, you, and, and, but, and, you know, this is ideal. This ha- is exactly happiness. Wait, wait, Happiness is different to everybody, okay. right? To some people, happiness is making money. Mm-hmm. For some people, happiness is finding a spouse. For some people, happiness is collecting something. For a lot of people that make money, happiness is making more money. Like they never, they never get, ha- they never truly happy because they want more and more and more. They don't give a fuck about their spouse. They'll go fuck prostitutes to get their little come off. Okay. They'll go watch porn. So they don't give a fuck about a spouse. What they care about is money. That's Which is why happiness. they'd be upset about losing half of it. Right. That's why they have prenups to say, you shut the fuck up. No, you and, said and he, he lost it to the first wife and then re's up down the line. Right. But the re-up down the line never gets half. Yeah, but I'm sure that... Happiness does not include anyone losing half of their fortune, and I think that that's plain to see. So we don't have to go back and. It's not about, about like you got to take like no. some of those some of those relationships. What the fuck are y'all talking about? We're what? talking about meeting fucking bitches, nigga. That's what we're talking about here. We're talking about fucking meeting a chick and seeing how she look. I don't know what the fuck y'all talking about. Prenup and what the fuck? That's not what we're talking about. What I was gonna say was let's get back on track. What I was gonna say was. <laughs> When you first meet a person, right? You I first meet like nah, bro. When I feel comfortable coming to your place, then I will do that. But we're not gonna do that after I meet you one time. This is like the consistent theme that I'm seeing here. This pull up to the crib, come through and chill type of dude. For a very short period of time, I have been talking to a football player. He's in the NFL. He was kind of dense as well. He didn't really have a lot to talk about. I thought he was pretty boring. He unfollowed me on Instagram when I posted my video talking about my abstinence journey. And it's like, yo, this is what I'm saying. So you have to understand that. In addition to having a pool of women in Atlanta, there's going to be a lot of entrepreneurs. You have athletes, you have rappers, you have actors. There's so many people here. You're not putting out when they want you to, then there's a high chance that if they don't see, you know, any other value in you, they're going to move on to someone else. Just be prepared for that. That doesn't mean you got to bust it wide open just to get someone to stay. Don't do that. But I'm just saying, be real cautious. So that was another one. He unfollowed me. I'm like, cool. I mean, we ain't have nothing anyway. Then there was another guy (laughs) and I met him through a meetups group. I also talked about this in my relocation video. I think that meetups is a great app to use if you're new to any city, just to get an idea of what things there are to do and also to connect with people who have similar interests as you. So meetups definitely has introduced me to a lot of people. So anyway, I met this guy at a meetups event. He was also new to Atlanta. We kind of bonded and vibed on that fact that we were new and we had pretty cool conversation. He talked on the phone a couple times. We texted a couple times. And I just feel like the more I talked to him, we weren't really vibing. So it kind of fell off after that. Recently, he started to hit me up and it was out of the blue, like months had gone by. You know, I want to see you. I like for us to link up. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, what do you have in mind? What do you want to do? He's like, oh, you know, I'm just having drinks at my place tonight i like it if you could come through so i'm like oh, okay you having you know like a little kickback you having people over you want to have like a chill vibe and he was like no 
again, the pull up and chill type of dude, right? So I was like, yeah, I'm not really on that type of time. I'm like, if you want to go and do something somewhere, I'm more than happy to do that. But I'm not about to just come up to your place. I'm like, so if that's what you want, maybe we can link up another time. Uh, I didn't expect to hear from him again. And then he hit me up uh, probably like a week or so after that. He goes, hey, what are you doing tonight? I would like to link up. I want a chill vibe though. So I'm like, okay, well, what do you have in mind? And again, this dude goes, well, you know, I'm having drinks and stuff at my place. I got some tequila and we could chill, blah, 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 etc." And I'm like, you know, maybe this wasn't clear last time. You know, just like I told you before, when you suggested that I'm not really trying to come to your place. I met you one time. I don't feel comfortable with that. Then we start trying to find places to actually go somewhere. We're trying to find a place, trying to find a place that goes in circles. I'm freestyling this, but to make the story shorter, this is what he said. He's like, I have an idea to make all of this easier. How about you come to my place? I'll send you a picture of my government ID if it's that serious. I'll FaceTime you my place so you can see it. Just literally trying to lure me into his house. This is the third time after I had said no. And I'm like, bruh, I'm good. I'm done. After that, he never texts me back. So I'm like, what is going on? I've definitely had situations where men will come up to me in public. I could be at like the grocery store, the mall, whatever. And they'll talk to me, they'll get my number. And then next thing I know, they're walking with their girl. These dudes will definitely pull up on you and have a girl with them. They just do it when she's not around. So I don't know y'all. These have been my experiences. Maybe this is not the experience for everyone. Now, one thing I will say, even though I haven't had the best of luck yet <laughs> with meeting someone, I do love Southern men. So for me being from New York and then coming down here, it's so different. The guys will come up, excuse me, ma'am, excuse me, miss, you're so beautiful. Can I talk to you for a minute? So the approach is different. Their accents, love Southern accents. So that's something that attracts me as well. There are pros and there are cons. I just think that I haven't really found the right one yet, but I'm out here. Like I said, I'm dipping my foot in a little pond and I retreat when I need to, but I am ready to get to know someone, get to know people, have fun, date, just be out getting to know people. There's so many people here from different areas in the US. So yeah, that's where I am. Still single, looking today, having fun, getting out, doing all the things that I think you're supposed to do when you move to a new city. So I will keep y'all posted on how that goes. But with that being said, I got to get my day going. Like I said, I'm going to a day party and I'm about to be super lit. So I hope all y'all have a good day. If y'all have any questions or if y'all are dating in Atlanta or you live in Atlanta, let me know what your experiences have been. Y'all got some tips. Hey guys, I'm Jasmine. And today I'm going to be sharing with you all a little story about one of my online dating experiences and so I really want you to learn from this experience and of course there will be a moral to the story at the end of the video plus I'll share with you some tips and best practices on online dating so please grab yourself a cup of tea water or in my case a cup of wine and get down and enjoy yourself so let's go so a few years back, I was pretty big on the online dating scene. I felt that I couldn't really meet someone in person that I was into that had the attributes and the qualities that I was looking for in a man. So I end up 
searching online and going on a couple of online dating sites, all of which didn't really work out for me. You know, I just was at my wit's end as to what to do. I remember around Memorial Day weekend, about two years ago, I went to my friend's house and I was, you know, sulking to her and telling her, Oh, what was me? I can't find a man. She actually suggested I try this online dating site called Plenty of Fish. So I actually took her advice and that's exactly what I did. So I set up an online dating profile on Plenty of Fish. I made sure to put down on my profile who I was, the type of guy I was looking for, the type of qualities that I was looking for, and I left it at that. A couple days later, someone reached out to me. Let's just call him Tony. Tony reached out to me, let me know that he was interested, and I ended up looking at his profile and it seemed that he had all the things that I liked. He was a second generation Haitian American, such as me, so I felt like we could relate on different things. He actually grew up around the same neighborhood, so that was kind of interesting too, how you know it was a small world. And funny enough, we actually knew mutual people, which was kind of crazy. Another thing that I liked about his profile was that he stressed the importance of like physical health and wellness, and I was all about that life because, you know, I'm all about physical health and wellness for the most part. I let him know that I was interested and we set up a date to meet up. Our first time together we spent at this Thai restaurant downtown Brooklyn. It was really cool and he seemed really down to earth and all of that and after that we went to you know Brooklyn Bridge Park to chill and talk some more and he seemed like a really nice person. So, you know, I decided to continue to pursue this whole thing that we had. And he actually invited me to one of his workout sessions that he was holding at a church. And I figured, you know what, I could I could sure use a workout. So I went to his little workout session in his church and it was pretty cool. He actually introduced me to his best friend who happened to be a girl. I wasn't sure how to take that you know because I, I mean me myself I personally don't feel comfortable like if we were to be together I, I don't know if I would feel comfortable knowing that he had a best friend who was a girl like I that's that's one thing that kind of tripped me up about it but I let that slide and you know she seemed really nice and friendly and stuff and so you know we just were cordial and all that right a couple weeks later was my housewarming party because I actually acquired this space about two years ago and I invited him to my housewarming slash birthday party he had other obligations so I went about my house party and it was smooth and it was a huge success and it was a great way to just break in my apartment and all that good stuff so a couple things to note he did tell me that his mother passed a couple of years ago and that he was living with his father and a two family in East Flatbush somewhere and that he planned on moving to another location with his father his father was in Haiti at the time that we started like seeing each other and so when his father did come back then they would move to the other location. A couple days after my housewarming party, he actually called me up to ask to borrow some money from me because he had to pay his electricity bill. Now, in my mind, I'm like, okay, why is he asking me for money? And, you know, he, of course, told me that his father was in Haiti at the moment and that he couldn't get the monies to pay for the Con Ed bill and all that stuff. And, you know, he was worried that his lights would get cut off. And I 
I'm the type of person that can sympathize. I can sympathize with the lights being cut off because I remember as a kid, my lights used to get cut off all the time. I used to use the back of my sneakers to light up every time I tried to do my homework. So I understood. I felt the struggle. And so, you know, I decided to lend him the money off the strength that he was going to pay me back. And he did tell me that he was going to pay me back the very next day. So I was like, okay. But in my head, I was like, well, why would you be able to pay me back the next day? Like, wouldn't you be able to wait till the next day to get the money to pay the bill but I wasn't even thinking that far ahead at that moment but whatevs he actually came to my house and we drove to the bank I gave him the money and of course at the time we were fo we started following each other on social media he did tell me that he was gonna come and cook for me and all that good stuff and so I agreed and I left it at that uh, a couple of hours later my friend Maneski came over and I end up you know retwisting his hair because he had locks and he actually invited me to his birthday party that night and I told him that I couldn't because Tony was coming over to cook for me yada 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 and of course he left the offer on the table if ever I wanted to go to his party that I still could so I was like all right so after doing Maneski's hair I sent him off on his way and then I called Tony to see what time he'd be at my place and when I tried calling him something came on to the effect of this phone has been disconnected like I don't remember the exact wording of the message but that kind of like got me shook I'm like okay was he unable to pay his phone bill too so I ended up trying to figure out what he was doing on social media so I went on Instagram and I tried searching his name and for some reason I couldn't get to his profile like I was like huh is this something wrong with my Instagram I really thought there was something wrong with my Instagram so what I ended up doing was creating a fake account and searching his name and lo and behold I was able to search him through the fake account so it led me to think that he blocked me on social media that's when I got scared because you know I gave him my monies I gave him my coins my hard-earned coins once I realized what the whole situation was I drove to his house and I waited I waited in my car I didn't ring the doorbell I didn't do anything I just waited and I remember that night it was a dark and stormy night it was raining and I stayed in my car all night but he finally pulled up when he did pull up he went into his house. He came back with a bag. I'm guessing it was a bag of clothes because he was trying to move. So I get out of my car and I confront him. I was like, "Hey, I tried calling you. I even went on your social media. I even went on your social media. What's going on? Is everything okay?" And then all of a sudden, he got super defensive. What are you doing here? What? You're crazy. Leave me alone. And I'm like, "Okay." I'll leave you alone. I just I just want my money back. And then he was just he was going to leave. He was going to leave without even mentioning my money. So, he gets into his car, pulls out. I get into my car and I pull out and I end up following him. Let me tell you. I went through a car chase around East Flatbush. I ended up losing him on Avenue Jane King's Highway, but that's another story for another day. I was so depressed after that. I went back home just crying. Here this guy just completely bamboozled me for $200 for what? Probably for some Jordans. 
I don't even know. He was a Jordan fiend. He was a sneakerhead. And I'm assuming that's what he was trying to spend his money on. I went back home and I was... I was in the dumps about this whole situation. I remembered that Maneski invited me to his birthday party. So I called him up. I asked him what the address was because I did not want to be home alone in my feelings with a bottle of wine because I knew that that wasn't a good mix. So I ended up going to Maneski's party and he instantly knew that something was up. So after asking me over and over again, I finally told him the entire story of how this guy just took my money, blocked me on all of his social media networks and on his phone. And now I don't know where he is because remember, he's moving. So I don't know his new address. He didn't tell me what his new address was. So Maneski told me next day, which was Sunday, to give him a call and he was gonna help me take care of it. So sure enough, Sunday, the next day, I called him up. I ended up picking him up at his house. He ended up bringing along his friend. We'll just call him Kanan because this guy has a record. Like I didn't know what I was dealing with at the moment, but at that point in time, I really just wanted my money back. So we end up going, parking up. We tried knocking on the door, there was no response. And we end up talking to the neighbors that were next door to him. And they told us a whole bunch of things about him, of how he borrowed money from other people and never gave it back and all that stuff. And I just felt like, like such an, like honestly, I felt like such an idiot for me to be so naive to just give him my money, not knowing his past record. Like I just felt like a complete, idiot I just really wanted my money back so after finding out all this information from the neighbors someone actually came out of Tony's two-family house but it, he wasn't related to Tony he was just another neighbor in that same two-family house and we end up asking him if he knew Tony knew his whereabouts and everything like that and he didn't but what he did tell us of course was some more not so good things about Tony borrowing people's money and not giving it back so he ended up actually giving a call to Tony's father whom he says wasn't in Haiti and um, he gave him a call and I explained to Tony's father that you know he took my money and that I would kindly like it back so he told me to come back to the same place at 8 p.m. that night and we were like bet so I ended up dropping off Maneski and Kanan back to their neighborhood and I ended up going to my sister's house in Old Mill Basin tell me why on my way to my sister's house I turn a corner and I see Tony's car parked on that specific corner furthermore I see Tony walking down that said block I'm not making this shit up. What is the likelihood of me seeing his car and seeing him walking down that same block? It led me to believe that this was his new block and that he moved to this location. Tony saw me, I saw Tony, we exchanged eye contact, but I kept it moving. I did not confront him at all because I did not want to deal with him ever. I just wanted to deal directly with his father. I ended up going to my sister's house and you know, explaining to her the story and of course, you know, she, like everyone else, is asking me, well, why did you give him $200? Look, I I tend to sympathize a little too much with folks. I tend to feel a little too much. And I 
try to see the good in everyone. So I gave him I gave him money thinking that he was gonna give it back. I seriously thought that he was gonna give it back. Anywho, I told him that I was gonna meet Maneski and Kanan back at Tony's old house. And so I had to leave a little later and that's what I ended up doing. So I picked up Maneski and Kanan and then we went to Tony's old house. It was eight o'clock, no one showed. 8.30, no one showed. 9 p.m., no one showed. We got stood up, like father, like son, I suppose. At this point, Maneski and Kanan are really tight, right? I see Maneski fidgeting with this book bag that he brought along with him. I didn't know what was in the book bag, but I didn't ask, all right? We end up seeing the same neighbor coming from the two-family house. We end up telling him that Tony's father didn't show up and that we really needed this money back. So he ended up calling Tony's father again and Maneski ends up speaking to him. Now at this point, I already told Maneski that I knew the new location of Tony's whereabouts. So he ended up telling Tony's father that we were going to his new location and that he better have the money ready right we drive to the new location but of course we park on a different block because if anything were to go down you know my car wouldn't be in the mix right so once we park up on that said block we get out the car and Maneski's really like venting like he's 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 more mad than me that this guy <laughs> takes my money stands me up and all of that right so he tells me that if I don't get my money, he's going to do some damage. And then he ends up showing me two, two swords, swords. He shows me two flipping samurai swords. Like, I, I seriously kid you not, he shows me two samurai swords. So here I am, life flashing before my eyes. Because if something were to happen and I'm involved, I can go to prison, I can be someone's bitch. I was seriously scared. Like I was at that point, I didn't even want the money anymore. Like I didn't I did not I did not even want that money anymore. I just wanted to go home. Like I was seriously about to shiz my pants. I was not expecting that I was dealing with a Haitian samurai. Okay? I did not expect that at all whatsoever. But he told me not to worry that he will try not to involve me <laughs> in the altercation if there ever was one. Um, so I make sure that I keep my distance from them. So I let them walk up front and I was walking behind them, of course, praying that everything went smoothly. And we end up seeing Tony's father and Tony's uncle in front of their new house. Tony's father and uncle were on one side and Maneski, Kanan and I were on the other side. I went across the street to get the money. I made sure to count it twice. Maneski asked me if everything was there. I told him yes. And everything went off smoothly and without a hitch. After I made sure that the money was right, Tony's father was shook after seeing Maneski fidgeting with his bag. He was like, go, just go, just go again. Just go. Ali. After 
after that, I was able to get my money and I cannot tell you how happy I was to get my money back. I thank the Lord. I really do thank the Lord because oh, he put these he put these obstacles in my path. He put these clues in my path. He put these signs in my path and I to God be the glory. To God be the glory. After that whole exchanging of the money, Tony actually calls me like five minutes later. I didn't pick up. I did not pick up any of his calls. All of a sudden, he want to call me now? Okay. The next day, I end up seeing an email from Tony saying how I harassed him and how he was going to call the cops on me and all this and all of that. I completely ignored it because... As soon as I got my money, I seriously wanted nothing to do with him. Like, I seriously wanted nothing to do with him. And at that point, I was completely over trying to go on any online dating sites to look for someone. But luckily, after that whole situation, I end up meeting Alan, and he's possibly one of the best things that ever happened to me. So... You know, it's always darkest before the dawn, right? The moral of this story, I would definitely say, is don't give someone you just met money or anything of the sort. You don't know what can happen at the end, and you don't know if you have a Haitian samurai friend who can help you get your money back. You just never know these things. So that was that story, and... I, of course, I do want to give you guys a couple of tips if you plan on doing some online dating. Let everyone know what you want, what you're looking for, okay? You don't want to mislead anyone, and you don't want anyone to mislead you. So just be honest and upfront about what you're looking for in a significant other, and see what you get from that. Also, when you do meet someone and you plan on going out with them, make sure you let your close friends and family know who you're going with. Make sure to include their photo, their name. Make sure to include the place that you're going, the time that you're going, the time that you're leaving. And also let them know to call you and try and come up with like code words, some sort of language that both you and your friends or family know so that way you can like get out of that situation. Another thing, um, I think a good first date would be a date that doesn't cost much. Like you can go to movies at the park or you can go to just, there's so many free, well I know in New York there's a lot of free events, but maybe you can check the website in your state or your country that you live in to find free events because I'm sure there are tons of free events in your neighborhood. I know in Brooklyn there's so much to do for free. I definitely suggest that you take advantage of that so like no one is, you know, questioning who's going to pay for what, who, what, when, you know what I mean? So let's leave the money issue out of it on the first date and I think you'll be all right. So that is all for this story time today. I really hope that you are able to learn something from this and I mean, Look, I already know that I was naive to give this man some money. I know. I don't need to hear it again, so we don't need to mention that in the comments section, okay? If you enjoyed this story time, please give this video a big thumbs up. And also comment down below and let me know if you've had any positives or negatives with online dating because I'd love to know. And of course, share this video with anyone you feel or know that is actually doing online dating because they may be able to benefit from this information. And of course, subscribe to my channel because I make videos every single week for y'all. I want to thank you all so much for watching and supporting and subscribing to my channel. And I'll see you all in the next one.
Okay, don't go on Instagram with the sole purpose to find your soulmate. Now, that's not what we're gonna do. Just don't go searching, actively searching. Like, I don't know, I just feel like that kind of takes away from I, I would just say, just kind of be a little bit more social in general. You know, go to different events, stop staying stuck in the house. You know, just make friends, meet people, and I'm sure naturally it will happen, you guys. So, um, other than that, Atlanta is extremely small, you guys. Now, when I tell you everybody knows everybody, everybody knows everybody. They may have gone to college together. They may have worked together. Yeah, you know, the person that you're dating might know the person that you used to talk to. Like, just be careful out here. You know, Atlanta is a very small city. You know, everybody knows everybody. Even in friendships, like, people have come up to me and they've been like, I know you, I saw you at so-and-so's birthday party. I'm like... <laughs> and I don't mean that to be shady, but it's like it's it's just true. Everybody knows everybody and you and like it's a very small city. So one thing about Atlanta also is that the entertainment industry is here. You know, you have so many films being shot here, any reality dating TV shows, you have love and hip hop, Atlanta, okay? Um, you have I mean, does anybody really watch that anymore? I mean, I ain't gonna lie. When I'm bored and there's nothing else to watch, I will watch it. But anyway, <laughs> also this new um, show that aired like last year, and I believe it was last year, and it was on the OWN network, and it was like dating for older adults, and it was called um, Ready for Love. So it was like a reality dating TV show based out here in Atlanta. Also have a lot of like, you know, wags of Atlanta or the Real Housewives of Atlanta. You have The Real World is also coming out with The Real World Atlanta. So, and that's going to be on Facebook Watch. I did catch that. Um, I even almost got recruited <laughs> to be on a dating show here in Atlanta. A casting director reached out to me on Instagram. And the entire concept of the show was that they were going to put 20 women in a house together and then 20 men in a house together and the women and men were going to live separately. Now, the show was going to be called Love is Blind, right? The concept of the show was that the men and women were supposed to go on blind dates, meaning that when they went on these dates, they were not going to be able to physically see what the other person looked like. So I did not know how that was gonna play out logistically. He had to sort of form emotional connections and bonds based on conversations with the men that we were supposed to be dating, but we were not gonna be able to see what they looked like, how tall they were, how skinny they were, what their face looked like. We just weren't gonna see them. But if we were able to form these connections, we could either propose to the man or the man could propose to us. And so then we would either get engaged or not, depending on whether the person said yes. The show was gonna like send us on a honeymoon and then from there, we were going to be put in a house together to live like an engaged couple and work towards marriage. Now, I am not a reality TV star or whatever. Me doing YouTube is me already stepping out of my comfort zone. And I still kind of struggle with it. But, 
you know, this show, I did the Skype interview with the casting director. I filled out a whole survey personality questionnaire and I even got the contract emailed to me, right? Because I was just like curious, like, like, you know what I'm saying? Me on the TV show. Now, I will say I did ask like, hey, is it going to be hair and makeup? Is it going to be like this? She was like, no, sis. And I was like, yeah, I can't be looking busted on TV. That's not going to be me. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I got the contract, right? And in the contract, what really, really put the nail in the coffin for me, like I wasn't going to do it, was the $50,000 fine they were going to charge people if they decided that they did not want to continue filming in the show and they wanted to quit, right? So if let's say I decide mid-show, mid-production, I don't want to be on the show anymore, I quit, you had a $50,000 fine because you were halting production and essentially putting people out of their jobs and they would have to start the whole recruiting process all over again. Now your girl ain't gotta like that okay like i ain't got no fifty thousand dollars to be throwing away and i just didn't feel comfortable enough to commit to something like that so i said no so the entertainment world definitely comes to atlanta to showcase you know just the dating scene and whatnot and there's so many just like tv shows taking place here so i just want to put that out there what i really want to emphasize to you guys is that when you date with intentionality and when you date with purpose not with fear you have to know who you are and know what you bring to the table if you feel as though you could be bringing a little bit more and you need to expect a little bit more out of yourself i would say take this singleness to really focus on yourself and really accomplish what it is that you have yet to accomplish now dating is like putting a microscope to you right you know people are going to see you for the good and the bad and you have to really be able to be a heel and whole person you cannot get into a relationship thinking that a relationship is what's going to make you better. No, it's not. You have to make sure that you are complete on the inside before you enter into anything. And so when we are broken, sometimes we end up dating out of desperation. We date just to feel better. And when we do that, that is literally living on the edge. That is dating dangerously. That will not make you feel better. That will make you feel worse because you will compromise your worth and settle for less and do things that really you know you should not be doing. And so I really want to place emphasis on really taking the time to heal yourself spiritually, mend your heart, do whatever it takes to become a complete and whole person. And when you do that, and when you heal, when you become whole, that person will naturally gravitate towards you. You know, the work doesn't stop. So relationships do make us better. You know, iron sharpens iron. I'm not going to say it doesn't do anything for us, but we want to make sure that we are not bitter and angry and lashing out on our loved ones on the people that we're dating and the people that we're getting to know now we know that there are a lot of people in toxic relationships and so you will come across people in your dating right that are maybe not ready to be in a relationship but they don't have that awareness and i think it's really important for you to have discernment when you're dating people because not everybody that you come across is meant for you not everybody that you come across deserves your heart can treasure your heart i grew up in church and i remember hearing a bible verse that would say guard your heart for it is the wellspring of life when you give somebody your heart you give them access to your emotions you give them access to your thoughts and your mind and your soul and your spirit and so when things go wrong it really can affect you and you have to be very careful about who you give your heart to because that is a very special and valuable thing okay you guys so keep that in mind when you do decide to date you know and i hope you guys enjoyed this video comment down below subscribe and stay tuned and follow me on instagram
Right. No, I am. I'm be honest. I'm 30 years old, and I really want to be married. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so I would have to agree to you. Agree with you. I think some of the things that some of the ways I've been going about dating, maybe that's why I'm still single. Okay. So I just I just really came up here to thank you for your advice. I really am listening to okay. you. Okay. Uh, what what state are you in? What's it? Where you at? I'm from um, Raleigh, Durham, North Carolina. Okay. How far is that away from Duke? Oh, we're um Duke is in Durham, so it's the city of medicine. Okay. Well, so because you have a isn't it, isn't the college triangle down there? Uh huh. I have NC State, UNC, Duke. So, are you involved in any of those school associations? Is that a problem? Yes. I mean, what should I be doing? I mean, because I'm an entrepreneur. I sell cars. I don't know, like, why, why I would be over there. You know what I'm saying? Well, uh, this is why I say book a session. But here's the thing. Look, <laughs> seriously, if you sell cars, do, do you not network? I do. Cars? Like, I sell cars. Like, I contract. Okay, well, listen, like, if you, you can apply it in selling cars, you need to apply it in selling you. See, you're in Raleigh. And you got to, coming from sales, I don't understand how salespeople don't understand this. You got to. You got to prospect to get leads, to get appointments, to, to present, to pitch, to close. How many leads are you getting sitting in your house? Well, and you got the college triangle, the college triangle, Duke, North, University of North Carolina, NC State. All that has alumni associations, football programs, basketball programs, 